to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I want to talk to you today about empowering your team by leaning in. Now, empowerment, giving your team empowerment, empowering them to make choices and decisions, empowering them to take on the work that you've given them is different than neglect. It's a fine line. I appreciate it. Letting your team go off on their own to accomplish what they're going to get done without any management is neglect. So let's talk about the difference. When you empower them, it doesn't mean to say you're leaving themselves things alone. Instead, let's empower our team members to lean on each other. Let's empower them to come to us when they need to come to us, not when they think they should come to us, okay? So we don't want to become the bottleneck. We've talked about that one a few times. And we want them to think of us as a resource, but we also want them to lean on their other team member on the other team members inside the team as a resource as well. We don't necessarily want them to solve things alone if they don't have to. Now, if they're working on something and they come up with a, pro a problem shows itself and they have a solution and they're able to turn and burn and get it done right away, then they don't need us there to micromanage every step they take. However, if they are lost in what they're doing, if they have a roadblock proceed to show up and are unable to get their work done, then empowering them to ask questions, empowering them to ask for help is what's important here. Sometimes that means they'll have to come to you. Other times they'll lean on other team members, but we wanna make sure that we're empowering them to be able to come to us. So when they do come to us, it's important for us to encourage them to do so, to encourage them to look to us or look to a team member. Now, if they come to us all the time and yet there's a chance that maybe something could be answered from a team member, then it's important to mention that too. So, hey, I've, I'm so glad that you feel like you can come to see me for these problems. I appreciate the fact that you're asking for this information. Just as an FYI, in case I'm busy next time, you know that Sally or John or, or Sarah could help you with these things as well. Showing them that they can rely on the team, that you also are empowering the team members to help each other is really important. So you don't want them to feel like they have to come to you, like you're their only option. But when they do come to you, you want to thank them for coming to you because you want to make sure that you keep those lines of communications open. So there's a lot of training and coaching that goes into building an empowered team and that has the clarity to make decisions when it's necessary. And some of that is just like I mentioned when they come to you and there could be a training moment where maybe they don't realize that they don't have to come to you with everything. Maybe they don't realize that there are other people on the team that they can pull resources from. And that's a training moment. If you notice things are going on inside the business and maybe things are slowing down or there's projects not getting completed, asking questions is your friend as always and saying to somebody, hey, so I noticed that this project is kind of stalled a bit. Like, do you need some help? And if they say, oh, I've kind of been stuck and I've been trying to figure it out on my own. Oh, okay. Well, next time know that you don't have to do that on your own. You can reach out to Sally, John, Sarah, or myself, and we can help you move that along. That's training, ensuring that they understand what that team culture is like inside your business. How can they rely on other people? 
what can they expect for um, that information? And also during it, if you're in a team call and everybody's on the call together and somebody says, I need help. And somebody says, stands up and, you know, maybe you are in the team call and somebody's like, I need help. And nobody's coming up to say it. Instead of you jumping in right away to answer, you could say, Hey, Sarah, that sounds like something you could help with. Is that true? Do you have the information for this person? That encourages each team member to understand that they can not only support each other, but that they can stand up and speak even in a scenario where you're there to answer. That it's okay if they have an answer, even though they feel like you also have an answer. Okay, so this is all about building the team and encouraging them to be empowered with each other. And all of these moments are teachable moments. An empowered team knows when they need to come to you for the decisions. And they eventually understand which decisions are important that you make and that are important that they can get from other people. I mean, obviously, if you're the one who is the only one who makes financial decisions in the business, then they have to come to you if they need to upgrade something or if there's a software that's missing, those kinds of things, or if there's a bill that needs to be paid or those, those ideas. So it's very clear to know what is it that are your moments where you're like, this is what I need my team to come to me for. And so that when they come to you with other things, you can teach them, train them to go to other people for those things. So when they know that, when, when you know it and when they know it, then you'll find that they'll come to you less for the things that you don't want them to come to you for. And they'll outsource more to the people inside the team. They can find solutions on their own or they can find solutions with other team members because you don't have to hold their hand through all of it. And giving them that ability to lean on each other is very empowering to each of your team members, but it also gives them ownership on their tasks and ownership on the outcome of their tasks. Really important. So I hinted to this a little bit, but like being open to feedback and ideas is really important. And there is a line, okay? It's important to let your team members know that you hear them and that you value their import, input. If somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, you know, I know we're using this piece of software and, you know, there's a better one out there and blah, blah, blah. Like if they come to you with these things or if they're like, hey, you know how we do this process and we do it in this order. If we move things around this way, it'd be better. Or if we did this before we did that, all of those things are important input in the business because you've started this business the way that worked for you. And as you bring in team members, you're going to find that there's some things that need shuffling. Be open to feedback and ideas. However, What's really important to make sure that you're not just letting your team willy-nilly drag you across the field, okay? Team members need to feel like it's important, like that you feel like their values and opinions are important and that they can bring value to the company. And what's really important when I talk to you about not letting them take you all over the field is that if they bring something to your attention, let's say, for example, they're all, they bring you a brand new project. They're like, you know what? It would be awesome if you wrote a book and you covered X, Y, and Z inside your book. And that would help with this particular funnel. Acknowledge their information, acknowledge their input, be open to that feedback and their ideas. However, if you do not have a book on your list of things that you want to accomplish this year slash quarter slash month, you might want to say to them, I love that idea. However, right now that doesn't fit into the current company plan on where we're headed, but I definitely want to keep that idea on the table to consider for 
next quarter, next year, something like that. Okay. So you want them to bring you ideas and you want to tell them that you value their feedback and ideas, but you also want to let them know that there is a timeline. There is a goal or there, there is sort of a trajectory for where we're heading in the business. And if their idea doesn't line up with what was going on, that you're willing to look at it again later. So let's table that. So having open communication allows your team to solve worries in a healthy and meaningful way with each other and making sure that everybody else is using their communication openly as well. So if one person is holding on to all the cards, that's not going to work real well for this type of team. And if you see somebody who's not really willing to let go of their cards, in the beginning, you can use it as a teachable moment. People are talking about things and this person's hiding things and not that they're hiding it on purpose, but some people are just more to the chest. They hold like to hold their cards a little closer to themselves. Instead of saying something like, why are you hiding all that information from the team? We all need to know what it is. Cause that would not mean that would not be valuable and open in communication. Instead say, Hey, you know, that stuff that you have for XYZ project, that would be awesome. If we could all access that information, can you please put it here so that next time people don't have to bother you to get that information? You want to give people not just the feedback on how you'd like them to behave or how you want the team to work together, but you also want to give them solutions too. Instead of saying, hey, make sure that information is available to everybody, give them a place where it goes, tell them where it goes so that it's clear to everybody what that looks like. Okay. And you want to make sure, of course, balancing people's personalities and the way that they work. You want to make sure that when you're, uh, if you see some kind of struggle inside the team that you can explore it a little bit and find out how you can help them to build great relationships with each other. So I, I alluded to this above, you know, earlier with, you know, being constructive with your criticism and we all make mistakes and I am, my team knows I'll be the first one to say, I dropped the ball on that one, or she's sorry, waiting for me on that one, or darn it, I didn't do whatever, whatever it is. So I acknowledge that I make mistakes and I acknowledge my team makes mistakes too. And we all take ownership and pride in the work that we do for the business. And so therefore, when we do something, we typically feel bad about what we've done or not done or those kinds of things. And so it's really important for you to be kind when you're being, when you're giving the criticism, as being constructive. Now, everybody takes criticism differently. And here's what's really, really important. As much as everybody has different love languages, we also come to this entire gathering with our own past experiences. And so in your past, if somebody has spoken to you in such and such a way that made you feel bad, then it's possible you could trigger that. But when you're open and honest with each other, then you can learn how to interact with your team members, just like your team members are learning to interact with you and each other. So you want to keep it so that there's not, um, you want to keep emotion out of this equation. So as much as possible, you want to try and, and keep this as non-emotional as possible. <laughs> very, very clear. So if, if somebody did something wrong, for whatever reason, let's say they put something in the wrong place or they did something in the wrong order. And you can say, hey, you know, I noticed when you did X, Y, Z that, you know, you put it here. In the future, could you please put it there? Because that way everybody can see it. If we do it this way, then, 
you know, gets buried. You want to not only tell them what you noticed, but what you would like them to do moving forward. And sometimes they need a why. I'm a why person. I like to give people explanations as to why. And I like to then make sure that, you know, there's an example or something so that I can show them. Not everybody cares about that piece of it. However, I like to give it. And um, I have found that people have not looked poorly on that when I've done it. But if you have somebody who's like, I don't need to know why, you just need to tell me where, then you don't need to give them that every time. And that's the learning process as we learn each other's personalities and if we learn how to work together. So explaining the why of why you want it done a different way is really important. Now, here's the key, be open. So now, one of the lessons of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits is to seek first to understand before being understood. And I want you to hear that again. Seek first to understand before being understood. So even though I want them to understand my point of view, I still need to be open to understand what it is that their, their situation, what they're coming from. So if I say to somebody, hey, you know, when you did this, you put this stuff here, and we would rather you put it here because X, Y, Z. If that person comes back and goes, oh, well, I put it here because ABC. Now it's, now you come back with, oh, okay, you put it there because of ABC. I understand that you think ABC is the reasons why it belongs there. And maybe they're right. Ouch. Maybe they come back to you and give you a better solution. And you're like, Oh, that makes so much more sense. You're right. Let's continue doing it that way. Let's update our policies and procedures. Let's update those SOPs. Or you say, I see why it makes sense to go there, but do you see why we think it goes here instead? So you want to be open to their feedback in those moments as well. So if what you told them the first time wasn't clear enough, you might need to make a, make a different approach. So it's possible that you have this first conversation and there and you come to an agreement between you whatever that happens to be, whether you change the way you do it or you ask them to change the way they do it. And maybe it doesn't work the next time. Maybe there's another opportunity where it shows up and you're like, ah, okay, I thought we had this conversation. So we go back again and go, okay, remember when we had that last conversation to do it this way? And I noticed you did it this way again. And if they come back and go, ah, you know, it's just hard because I keep thinking of it this way. Well, now you know that there's a habit that needs to be changed. Now, habits take time to make changes. And so it's really important for us as business owners and team leaders to be mindful of the fact that habits don't change overnight. Same as if you know, you're asking somebody to quit cigarette smoking, it's not going to happen overnight. Now, obviously, these habits aren't as ingrained unless they've been using your product maybe with somebody else. So maybe they are Maybe this is something that they're doing in ClickUp you'd like to do differently. But maybe they have 10 other clients in ClickUp to do it differently than you do. And you've agreed to do it differently in your ClickUp. So they're now combating with the fact that they have 10 other clients that they use ClickUp differently with than you, right? So now this could be a learning curve issue, which is important for us when we need to talk about, you know, the different learning approaches from each other, but also the different ways that people do things. And so being open to that. So understanding that it's possible that you might have this conversation more than once. Now it's other times that people... That's one way to, to approach it where there's just a training that needs to be done a few times in order to break a habit. The other side of it is, oh, well, I thought that when we ended that conversation, we agreed we we're going to do it this way. Clearly, that's just a breakdown in communication. 
And now we go through it again and we have another conversation. Okay, so it's basically the same thing. Well, we really think it belongs over here because of this reason and that open and understand. Remember, seek first to understand. You want to understand what's going on in their head. So the first one, we were understanding that it was a habit they needed to break. This one's an understanding that they're not getting where you need it to go. So you want to then maybe try a different route instead of having a conversation. Maybe you need to do it visually. Maybe you need to get on a Zoom call with each other and share a screen so they can see it differently. Maybe they need you to do a Loom video or even a ClickUp video to show them where you need it to be so that it becomes more clear. What's a different way? What's a different approach that you can take so that they understand you or so that you understand them, right? It's possible that they're not seeking first to understand, which is fair. We, that's one of the hardest habits, I think, to, to come across. So if it if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If the conversation needs to be had another way or a different way, give it a shot. So it's really only a couple options. Very rarely are you going to come across somebody who just simply just wants to literally throw up their middle finger and say, well, this is the way I want to do it. And I don't care which way you want to do it. Obviously, they're not a team player. They're not somebody you probably want on your team. Anyway, that's an entirely different conversation. Most times it's because they're trying to break a habit or and they're having a difficult time remembering that they have to break that habit here in, in your business. Or it's something that, you know, there was a misfire in communication. We just need to find a different approach to get that, that message across. So I want you always to be open and curious about team members' interests as well. You never know when one of your team members' interests are going to show up as an important piece People who like what they're doing will do their job way better than someone who couldn't care less about the tasks that they're doing. And one of the things that happens when you take interest in people as people and not just workers, then there builds relationships. And when we build relationships with people, it's easier for us to enjoy each other's company. And when we enjoy each other's company, we want to help each other out. So building that team communication, that team um, togetherness, part of it is being curious about them as human beings outside of, hey, can you do this work? Understanding who they are and what they're up to. My team members are so cool. I mean, the, the things that they get into, the things that they're doing in their lives add flavor and excitement to what we do as human beings. We aren't just simply human doings. We don't just do stuff. We be. <laughs> we are human beings. So being part of the community inside Geeky Girl team is all about understanding each other and learning about each other and being part of each other's worlds in some way. And so check in with your team members from time to time. Ask them if they're happy about their position, if they'd like to move to different directions inside the business or they have other tasks that are going on that they would like to take on. Or maybe they've been working on something and they really want that shifted off their plate. Let your team members evolve inside your company and allow them to do what they love most. There is nothing more amazing than watching somebody grow and blossom into different areas of the business. Let them grow within your business and bring people in to support them the same way you would bring people in to support yourself. As the business grows, allow your people to grow with it. Now, I know we talk about being a spoke a lot on, the, on a wheel and try not to be the hub. And that goes back to at the very beginning, we talked about how we wanted to make sure that we were empowering them to bring ideas to the table and to ask for help from each other. And this comes back to this concept of being a spoke, not a hub. 
If every decision and every thought and every idea and every change has to move through you, you will eventually become a bottleneck. It won't matter how big your team is. You'll still never get to produce the amount of work that your company needs to do because you'll have to be organizing everybody else at the same time as you're organizing yourself. And that's not going to work. That's when you become the hub. When you are the hub of your business, everyone always needs to come back to you. Their success and their ability to finish things are going to rely on your ability to get back to them. And I know I am not the right person for that job. You're not the right person for that job. There isn't really, really one person who's right for that position. Because when we are the complete bottleneck, there's really no point in having a team because you're going to do it all yourself anyway. You're paying your team for no reason. That's where, that's, that's where you are losing time and money. So being a spoke doesn't mean that you're not the owner or that you're giving away your company to everybody. You're a spoke in the work. The business, you still own the business. You're still making the final decisions on where the business is going, what kind of growth you're expecting. You're still making financial decisions for the business. You're still choosing the direction that the business is going in, but you're allowing your team member to be empowered you're allowing your team members to rely on each other and themselves more. They take more ownership for the work that's going on in the business. And on top of all of those things, they feel like they want to do what's right for the business and for each other. And when you lean on your team and your team leans on you, the work becomes so much easier to get done. There's not just one person who's responsible to make sure that all the crap gets done. We're all in it together. If I need to wait on a team member or they need to wait on me, it's important for us to speak up and say, hey, I'm waiting on you for this piece. Hey, could you give me this piece so that I can get this piece done? Or hey, I need, it's just as much my responsibility as my team members. I encourage my team members, hey, if you're waiting for me on something, like tell me you're waiting. My VA, for example, she literally has access to put things on my calendar. She can see my calendar. And so she can see, oh, she's got a window here. Let's dump some tasks here for her. And that works really well for me. It might not work for you and that's totally okay, but find the rhythm that works for you. But knowing and being able to see the whole picture is really important. Making sure that if somebody's waiting on you, I'll give them the empowerment to say, hey boss, <laughs> I need help. I can't get my work done until you get your work done. I want them to call me out. I totally do. I empower them with that information so that they can say to me, hey, I can't get ahead because you're stopping me. There's a block that's happening on this particular task. The same way that I would for them. If I was waiting on them, I'd say, hey, I can't do my part till you get your part done. That's, what we, that's how we become the spokes of the wheel in the work that needs to be done. We're relying on each other to be able to make that happen. I hope you have an amazing week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group.